This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issues, learn your lesson, how to learn from what life is giving you. So basically you decided that moment to be happy. Exactly. Even though you've been diagnosed with cancer. Even though I, I couldn't think of one bad, I was grateful for the cancer. I'm still grateful for the cancer because it put me on a new path. It put me in a place where I had to end all of my habitual behaviors. I had to end that person who considered being unhappy okay. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everybody. Why is this happening to me? How many times have you said that in your life? Uh, Boy, oh boy, have I said that hundreds of times. Like when somebody slammed in my brand new car. Why is this happening to me? When a partner threatened my life. That was fun. When I got rejected from over 30 TV stations trying to find my first job 120 years ago. When my sewer line broke and poop was coming up in my shower on Christmas Eve. Why is this happening? And when I just couldn't seem to find the right guy who would treat me as I wanted to be treated. All these things caused some level of suffering, but all of them gave me the opportunity to learn something about myself if I took it. I believe the meaning of all experiences is to learn something about ourselves and to heal. And when I say experiences, I mean the good times and the bad times. Let me also just say, you know, all this sounds good, but it's so damn hard. That's why, obviously, I'm holding a podcast on it because I don't know how to do it either. Mainly because when something, quote, bad happens, we usually go into denial. I can't believe this is happening. Then we go into victim. Why is this happening to me? Those kind of reactions to this, quote, bad thing happening to you is what causes suffering. We must realize that every single thing that comes to us is here to teach us something about ourselves, something that will help us be a better us. I've often asked myself, why the hell do I keep attracting the same thing? Why is this happening to me? The truth is, I know this intellectually. I just haven't quite mastered it emotionally, maybe. We keep repeating the same thing that we learned from our past. The only way to stop repeating the same thing is to be aware first and then to learn from our choices, to learn our lesson. So after you learn your lesson, you're free to do it differently. You get your power back. Today, we're going to talk to Denise Gabel Molini, a friend of Advice for Life with Lynn, on how to learn our lessons. And in her case, cancer was her teacher. Time for Lynn's Confessions. All right, top three things on my mind. Uh, Number one, I'd like to learn my lesson the easy way, okay? I prefer not to have to go through this crap. Thank you very much, life. Number two, I started adding boxing into my workout routine, and I'm really enjoying hitting something, okay? It makes me feel powerful. And the third thing on my mind, I'm going through my own personal challenge and I already know what life is trying to teach me, okay? Denise and I already talked for like an hour before this podcast started, but uh, obviously I'm not ready to learn my lesson. And it's a choice, so I'm making a choice not to learn yet. I don't know what I'm saying. Background check. 
All right, the background on today's guest. Denise is an author, a spiritual healer, and an astrologer, among many things. Recently, she was diagnosed with cancer. By the way, she's been on Advice for Life before, so maybe you remember her. She was awesome. Recently, Denise was diagnosed with cancer. She's had surgery. She's undergoing treatment. But Denise is one incredible woman. That's why I wanted her on the show to teach us something. She views her cancer as a gift, a lesson her body was giving her about how she had been living her life and the beliefs that she once held that maybe were not so good for her. Exactly. Welcome, Denise. Hi. Great to be here. Thank you for coming back. You said, you've said that your breast cancer is a blessing. In your words, you said, quote, I have learned that the worst possible thing that can happen to us can actually be the greatest gift you could ever receive. I see it as the universe forcing me to choose to either surrender my garbage or surrender my life. Damn. So take us to take us to the, to the beginning when you first were diagnosed, okay. where your mind was. <clears throat> first, the whole thing starts after the routine mammogram, mm-hmm. then it becomes another mammogram, then it becomes a sonogram, and then everyone starts looking sad, although they don't tell you that it's definitely malignant. You can, you can feel it. So that was hard. That was those, those, I knew I had cancer. And when you first find, it's a shock because you see, in my mind, it wasn't about death mm. because I, you know, a lot of people don't die. A lot of people don't have any treatment and don't die. It was about suffering mm. because what I what I think of when I see the word cancer is the effects of the treatments on people, and however young they are, I see their lives slipping away. I see their hair going. I see all of the things that they go through. That's what cancer is to me. I also want to help people with cancer because that's what I do. And it's not something I could do from the outside. And it's so prevalent. There's so much. But it's almost like losing a child. There are things you can't touch unless you've been there. Okay, so you, when you were diagnosed, you're saying that you felt sad. Well, you saw the sadness and it First, bothered you. I saw, I saw the sadness. Mm-hmm. I knew I was shocked. I was poor me. Right, of First, course, you're human. At first, I was poor me. And I felt helpless. This was all the way until I got, saw the surgeon. And when I saw the surgeon, so it was like a month. When I saw the surgeon... I knew she knew, and she basically started planning what to do, even though there was no biopsy. And I felt such peace mm. at that moment. I don't think I've ever felt such overwhelming peace fill my body after being diagnosed with cancer. Well, what was that about? What got you there? It was spiritual. Ah, oh. you know, it wasn't. A pro- it, well, first of all, it wasn't a process. It it just happened. It, was it a mindset that made it happen, or was it just an awareness? I or think like- that all of the things that I've always believed, you know, I being an outsider, always feeling like an outsider, I lived my life observing, 
maybe just to find the place where I could jump in and fit. But I lived my life observing, observing not just the environment, but myself. And I look back and there were so many things I read or, or impressed me that said cancer is not a death sentence and you don't have to go through anything. Mm. And they were buried, but they had impressed me. So they were in my cancer file cabinet. So you had that feeling that came up and said, you know, this isn't the end of the world. You're going to be okay. Right, and then right. you felt peaceful. Right. I went first to the fear and mm-hmm. first to please fix me. Right. I'll do anything you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Just fix me. And then it, it was like, oh, no. You know, I started remembering I did this to myself. Okay. Get us and that's to that. not a bad thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about that. I was unhappy in my life. And that unhappiness was like a virus, and it was spreading to everything. I love my work, but I was hating my work. Hmm. I was hating everything in my life. Because I was hating myself for not making changes, Hmm. for accepting my life. And for feeling trapped and knowing I was the one who was trapping me. So every day I was reminding myself how much I hate my life. And then I started growing to different thoughts, to thoughts that if I died, I'd be seen. Maybe if I die, then people will appreciate that I've been here. (laughs) So I started putting dying in there. And then I thought, Maybe if I got cancer, then I could see them appreciating me. You thought this before you were diagnosed? Before I was diagnosed. Oh, wow. These thoughts. And then it was, I just don't want to be here anymore. I Mm. don't want to be, Denise needs to go. I I don't want to be Denise. I can't fix Denise. Denise has got too many warts on her. She really just needs to go. Mm. And I wasn't thinking until that moment that I was diagnosed, how much energy I was putting into this. I was watering the soil. With your negative thoughts. With my negative thoughts. I was, and I was trapped in the loop. Mm -hmm. As many of us do. Exactly. And I saw no way out of the loop because... I was in the loop. Mm-hmm. I was no longer observing myself. Mm-hmm. I had shut down observing myself. I just fell into this. So, okay. So, let me, before you move on, I want to explain what observing yourself means because I've had a buttload of therapy and I it just got that understanding of what observing yourself means like five years ago. So, I'll explain what I think it means and you tell okay. me what it means. So, okay. for those of you listening, observing yourself to me means... It's weird. It's like literally you're above yourself or outside of your body or like listening to yourself. You're separating yourself and watching yourself. Um, I don't know how else to say it. It's almost like I, I get a, I'm watching myself on a monitor or on a TV screen and just without judgment. Like, oh, okay, I'm watching myself. I'm talking right now. I'm clearing my throat. Oh, I'm watching myself, judging myself for clearing my throat. Right. You explained to me. Right. Well, that's that's really what it is. You you are not just doing it. You're where you're doing it. Okay. 
So you, and then you can do something about it, whether it is fix it or beat yourself up over it. Mm -hmm. But you've got, you've got that thing that you did and you're aware. So I, but we can get lost. We can totally Mm -hmm. get so caught up, even those of us who have observed. Oh, yeah. Can get completely lost in something. Something happens. For me, it was a problem I had with my daughter. Mm. Something happens and it triggers you and it sends you in and you just stay in the loop Mm. and you don't know. So when I was diagnosed, the first thing I knew was I did this. I saw it. I watched myself doing it. It was like a life review. Is now is that blaming yourself or are you just no, taking ownership? No, absolutely no. It's not blaming myself because I believe everything happens the way it's supposed to. Okay. So you're just making an observation. Right. So mm-hmm. I observed this mm-hmm. and I thought, all right, this is my safe, my safe place just happened to be sick. When I was a child, my mother noticed me most when I was sick. Mm. So I always willed sick when I couldn't handle a situation. Mm. So I saw, okay, you know, I always asked the universe to make me sick, but not cancer. They ran out of things to give me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you put a specific request. Right, exactly. You know, I would say, I can't get me out of this. I have said Mm. too many yeses. Mm -hmm. I am way overburdened and over-responsible. So I need to get taken out of here. Oh, you didn't know how to take care of yourself. I didn't know how to take care of myself. So I would just say, can you give me like Mm -hmm. uh, maybe pneumonia or just like something I'll definitely get better from. But no one can ask me to do anything. Yeah, (laughs) Right. That was your only way you knew how to take care of yourself. That was the only way. Yeah. So I saw that. Okay. You know, so all these pieces are falling together. And again, I'm not building this. It's more like being downloaded. And I said, okay, Denise has to die. I'm right. There's, there is no fixing this. I've just got to mm. roll this thing up and just put it in the garbage. Oh, I have a garbage. It's a tumor. I have this garbage can sitting there. And I thought, I envisioned the tumor as a garbage can full of all those little things that hit me as a child, even before I had language, that I can't retrieve. But they affected my Mm -hmm. vision of the world Mm -hmm. in a negative way, and my vision of myself. Past pain in a garbage can. Right. So that was the garbage can. And then I could go through my life and throw everything else I don't want in it. Just throw Denise, just roll her up Mm -hmm. and throw her in there so my soul and my spirit and the true me can live my life for the rest of my life. And this was amazing. Mm -hmm. I was so excited. How long did it take you to get to the garbage can point of view from when you were diagnosed? Not a week. Oh, wow. That's quick. Not a week. Okay. And I also decided that I was going to do this myself, that I wasn't going to have radiation or chemotherapy. Because one thing, I, being someone who has made herself sick, mm-hmm. 
I know that the body does it. It's in there. It's not coming from the outside. Mm. The outside says this is a really good time for it, but it's in here. You don't think it's caused, you don't think it's something you ate, you don't think it's the environment? My environment. I think it's my emotional environment. Okay. I, this, and I think it's everyone, everyone's emotional environment. It could be part of their plan, but it's a purpose. It's not, we live in toxicity. Everyone lives in toxicity. Everyone isn't going to get it. Mm -hmm. But we all live in our feelings. Yeah. So whether we're conscious or aware, right? Exactly. And there are people who who smoke and live to be 104, Mm -hmm. and they lived on alcohol and cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So it's not a given that it's going to be something that you eat or you Mm -hmm. drink. Mm -hmm. It can be, but it needs more than that. It feeds off what? It needs your emotional Mm -hmm. preparedness, your unhappiness, your stress level. Your lack of love of life, your lack of even wanting to be in life, even if it's a profound second, that this something happens. So you had all those symptoms. Right, exactly. I had all of those symptoms. And I have never been one who would be capable of suicide. So this was a perfect way to bring me to that what do you want to do, Denise? You want to be here or not? Do you have hope or not? Which is real? So you needed an extreme mm-hmm. right. lesson. I need, that's what the cancer was for me. That diagnosis was, all right, now you have to take responsibility and control. And you have to make a decision that's just as powerful, if not more powerful, than those little tiny decisions you've made all your life that you don't like it here. So what what decision did you make? Take us to... I decided that I wanted to live a life I love and love the life I live. So basically you decided that moment to be happy. Exactly. Even though you've been diagnosed with cancer. Even though I, I couldn't think of one bad, I was grateful for the cancer. I'm still grateful for the cancer because it put me on a new path. It put me in a place where I had to end all of my habitual behaviors. I had to end that person who considered being unhappy okay. Mm. Mm. That's deep, guys. Do you hear that? Okay. So that's what cancer made me aware of. I had to love me. I had to now take care of my body because I knew that I would be one of those people who couldn't handle the radiation or couldn't handle the chemotherapy. I intuitively knew that my body was not made for it. So I had to do it in a way that was completely unnatural because I was, give me a pill, you know, Mm -hmm. do this Mm -hmm. for me. Take care of this body. I don't want to. I have too many other things to deal with. So I had to now love this body. 
and feed this body right and show this body how grateful I am for it being the vehicle of me having this life that I know I can have. So what is it that you did other than change your mindset? I changed my diet. I changed every routine. Every single thing that I would do before, Mm -hmm. I changed. Because? Because to be someone else, I have to be someone else. Mm -hmm. To expect a different result. Right. To do something different. So everything, everything that I did one way, Mm. I create an entire new set of routines That's brilliant. that belong to Denise 2.0. Mm. I like that. Yes. And I could not have done that without the cancer. So you, because I know people are listening going, okay, yeah, but something needed to be done. You had surgery. You had the garbage. I had out. surgery because to me, uh-huh. I wanted that garbage. out. I mean, yeah. that was the best part of it that I could take the garbage out. And as I was going to surgery, I was going to surgery with the mindset that everything about that Denise that was not from the soul, that was from the ego or from fear, was in that garbage can coming out. And I was going Mm -hmm. to come in from the other side of that surgery. Mm -hmm. As a new soul, as a new being, as a f- as someone free of the history of disappointments mm. that I had. Okay, so you had your garbage taken out. Right. And now you're... And I felt different. I felt new. I felt free. And so I started filling myself with positive videos and and everything that says I've got this this we're all going to die mm-hmm. you know whether I you die that. by cancer by car by airplane True. by gun yes. we're all going to die right, right. so you surrender to that mm. you know maybe this is it maybe not but how is this journey going to be and I awoke with this happiness inside of me. Hmm. Because the other thing was, when I was taking out the tumor and taking out the garbage, there was a vacant space. Hmm. And if I left that space vacant, you know, it's like you leave an abusive husband, but you don't fill the space left by that. So another abusive person comes in. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, you can't leave the space empty. So would you fill your space So I filled with? it with love. I filled it with my spirit. I filled it with love. I just put white light in it. And for people listening going, uh, how the hell do I fill it with love? Most of us are like doers. So that's like an internal thing. It so is how, an internal how thing. How do you fill yourself you, with love internally? You envision it. Okay. That's a good tip. You don't have to believe it. Okay. You just have to fill that space. So how do you picture love? I pictured a white light. So I just Mm. fill that space with the color and the light I pictured as love. That's a great visual. So it was no longer empty and available for any more garbage to enter. 
And so how long ago was that? The surgery was on the 23rd of January. So it was just a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And how are you doing now? Amazing. I'm just happier and happier. And I embrace the new routines. And I love what I do again. And it's the same thing I did before that I hated. I love it. And I have so much more patience and understanding and appreciation for everyone in their own garbage because I'm not taking anything personally anymore. Like you were doing before. Like I was before. So what was your lesson to learn? My lesson to learn was everything that you do, everything you think repeatedly is going to manifest Mm. somewhere. It's going to manifest. And you have to be mindful and aware of you. You can't walk around unconscious. So have deliberate thoughts. Right. And And watch your thoughts. Be aware of your thoughts because those un let's call those unconscious thoughts mm-hmm. dark soon as you shine a light on them with awareness mm-hmm. you've already started dispersing them mm-hmm. you've already told your subconscious mind that they're invalid so let's give an example i love i love this talk but for most people listening they're like oh what are you talking about so like for example if you have a a thought a fear Mm -hmm. that says i'm never going to find anybody so you just want to be aware oh i'm having a negative what what i view as a Mm -hmm. negative thought and and i'm having a thought that has absolutely no basis well, now the ego goes, oh, no, yeah, no, here's a basis. Look, it's hard to find people in this city. Look, you're X amount of years old. Look, so-and-so is not married. I don't know. You know those. But that, that's, so, none of that's real. Right. So just be conscious that those right. are made be up. Be conscious of the things. fact that these are sprouts that came from fear. Right. And that's all they are. They have, they have, there's no proof. People at 80 fall in love. There, there's just no proof. You don't have, people you can't ever imagine Right. Fall in love. Find someone that you can't imagine would be with them because you work so hard on trying to be good enough. It happens. So there's no basis in truth. So put a positive for every negative thought. You know, Deepak Chopra said, as far as talking about cancer or disease, you know, he said, a diagnosis is good. A prognosis is worthless. It's like saying... You know, on March 10th, it's generally 80 degrees. Mm -hmm. But that means nothing. Correct. Because it's not today happening where you are to you. Mm -hmm. So that's a prognosis. Mm -hmm. So that's numbers. That's numbers. That's numbers of available men, numbers of younger women, numbers of perfect bodies. It's all numbers. So anything can happen. Anything can happen. And when you have one of those thoughts that talk as though anything can't happen, and you look at it with the eyes that say, no, but that's really not true. I just saw that happen. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Then it disperses. It stops replanting. 
And that's what, these are all the things that the wisdom that the cancer has brought to me. Now, I had I wanted to have you on the show because you have an extreme example. So I right. feel like most of us mm-hmm. listening can relate to, you know, if we don't have cancer, right. we've got right. other issues. Right. So what is your best advice for life on how to learn your lessons in a nutshell? The best advice is to, without judgment observe what you do and what you say and what you think observe it to understand why and to really see whether or not it's the truth you're telling yourself or it's just a fear that came from childhood before you knew to discriminate that's only turned itself into something else and become a habit So just observe, just look at yourself without judgment and see what you can throw away without cancer. Because that's the thing, it's to to daily distance yourself and get all of those things closer and closer to the garbage so you can just take them out until they build into a can, before they build into a can. And maybe also, before you get to that point of observing, believe that you're not a victim. Because I feel like when we think we're a victim, we can't even observe crap. But it's, that's unconscious. Right. Shit happens. Sorry. Yeah. Stuff happens You can to say you. shit on this okay. podcast. I love saying bad words on <laughs> <Okay>. this podcast. <laughs> shit happens. Yeah. And it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you did it. Right. And that's the difference. We dig darkness into ourselves by beating ourselves up Mm -hmm. and owning what is north. Owning the bad day. Owning someone in a bad mood. Own your own feelings, your own actions. That's all you can own. Exactly. And if you don't own it, it has nowhere to park. Right. And it's not going to affect your life. So observe your thoughts, observe your feelings, own your thoughts, own your feelings. Own what's real and throw out what's not. Throw out your own garbage. Right. And throw it out every day. Throw something out every day. That's a great tip. Mm Mm-hmm. Denise, thank you so much. You're awesome. My pleasure. If you want more of Denise's wisdom, and she's got a truckload, check out her one of her many books, but her recent book on Amazon called The Growing Field. Basically, it's a manual for life. And you're also writing another book. Yes, on this journey. On this journey. So look for it also on Amazon. Thank you so much, Denise. You're very welcome. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out, maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.